Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? I just opened a Prairie Artisan Ales Rainbow Sherbert. Ooh. Yeah, it's a sour ale with rainbow sherbet flavors. Hmm, that sounds delightful. It is delightful. I've had it a few times, so I can say that with confidence. But I love the can art, so I thought, this really needs to go on our Instagram feed. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. What are you drinking over there? So today I am drinking Starcut Ciders Mosa, which is a hard cider that has been fermented with Michigan apples and blended with orange juice. So it's definitely like a hard cider-ish mimosa. Yum. Yes. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Kayla Wood, and she is at Honey Creek Homestead over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. So we're uh, doing a little something new in 2021. Yeah. Welcome to our dive bar. Yes. And we're super excited to kind of mix up how we do these smaller mini-sode type episodes for you guys. And dive bar is kind of where you guys are going to come meet us for us to have a sidebar or a tangent on something that either we find super interesting, but might be a little much for a regular episode, or is kind of like a a spinoff of one of our recent regular episodes where maybe we wanted to expand on something, but it would have been like going down a weird rabbit hole for that episode. Yeah, so in this dive bar, we're going to go deep into befriending crows. Why, you may ask, because that sounds really weird. Um, when you just say it out loud, (laughs) this is actually in relation to episode 146, where we talked about aerial predators like hawks and some of the problems I've been having with them. And, uh, one of the things that they suggested was having other birds around like crows, because this might keep hawks away. So we didn't really go into much detail about that in 146. So today we're going to take a deep dive at the dive bar And talk a little bit about how to court a murder of crows. Because yes, a group of crows is called a murder. Like, how badass is that? (laughs) And it feels so perfect for like our first dive bar episode. (laughs) Yes, murder of crows. Yes. (laughs) But before we get into like how to be friends with crows, we're going to talk a little bit about um crows and chickens and the relationship that they can have and this article is from mypetchicken.com um and yeah so it turns out that crows are really intelligent animals and they can even make and use tools if they like you they'll bring you presents 
I've read that in a few <laughs> articles. They like shiny yes. objects and they'll bring them to you if they like you. And they can actually recognize individual people by their faces. Hmm. Pretty fancy. That's super cool. And yeah. a little scary, but I like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> if they don't like you, they'll peck your face off, I'm sure. <laughs> now I'm thinking of that movie, The Birds. It's kind of oh, yeah. Out a little. <laughs> Murdered by a murderer. <laughs> so crows do attack flocks very rarely. Um, but if they do, it would be like on chicks maybe or Mm -hmm. very small bantams or very young birds so it's not to say that like crows just like love chickens and would never do anything like like any other bird out there they're pretty opportunistic when it comes to uh you know their territory and and what they do on it Right. Um, They can be a little mischievous. They might try to sneak a couple of eggs that maybe got laid out in the chicken yard, or they're even known to like go into a coop and and take a few. And they're actually very unlikely to attack adult chickens. So if you're going to try to befriend the crows, you definitely want to use caution if you have chicks around, if you have younger birds or bantams. Um, Because it's not unheard of. It's just unlikely. I'm going to go on a tangent during our dive bar really quick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it turns out, I actually think that the crows are stealing my duck eggs. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I've had a murder of crows hanging out like an awful lot. And it's felt a little odd and a little ominous. Like I go out to do morning chores and they're everywhere i need to take a video of them and post it to instagram sometime it kind of freaked me out at first and then i realized that i hadn't gotten a duck egg in like a week and i still haven't gotten any duck eggs so i think they're stealing the duck eggs (laughs) that's why they're hanging out (laughs) well that's one way to make friends (laughs) yeah so i haven't figured out how they're getting the duck eggs like either the ducks are waiting until i let them out to lay and then Mm. they're just going in there getting them or they figured out how to get them out of the tractor because there are like some gaps and stuff in the tractor. I just I don't know if a crow would fit in them, but yeah. I guess they could. So, <laughs> yeah. And I know like your ducks are way younger than mine, but sometimes they'll go through periods of dormancy too where they're not laying as consistently. Um, so it could be that too. But if there's crows just hanging around, they absolutely might be. <laughs> <laughs> going to the fast food restaurant and having eggs every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you see a large bird uh, carrying a chicken off from afar, you will probably be able to tell whether it's a bird of prey of some sort, like a hawk or an owl, or a crow or a corvid, because a hawk will carry prey off with its feet, but a crow will carry prey off in its beak. So it'd probably be super hard for a crow to take a you know, decent sized bird and carry it in its mouth. That's super cool. I had no idea that that was how they carried stuff. Neat. And corvids are not raptors. um, So they will not attack the way that birds of prey will. And in fact, the word raptor comes from the Latin word, which means to seize. And it refers to the raptor's ability to like grab prey with their strong feet and talons so that's where that word came from and now i'm i'm making that motion with my pointer finger and middle finger and (laughs) And you can't see it 
<laughs> the thought that counts. So the truth is that crows are fairly unlikely predators for chickens. Um, even with the younger birds and even with the whole idea of stealing eggs. Um, it's not a guarantee that they're going to be a predator or a problem for you. Um, they are listed on my pet chickens website as something to be worried about with predators because you will get an occasional report of that, um, in connection with a loss of young chicks or eggs. And we've said before, crows are opportunistic. They're not hunters. So if they see an easy meal, they're going to probably try to take it. Um, they might spot eggs laid in the yard and go grab that. They might go in the, in the coop if they're like super familiar with your territory. Or they might steal eggs from nests, from, you know, just songbirds that are out and about. So with all of that said... Uh, if crows are around your house or coop, it's generally good news for your flock. Just in some of these few instances, is it not? Right. And it's good news because obviously, as we mentioned before, crows hate hawks. So they will often mob up into a large group to drive away any hawk who makes the mistake of hanging out in the area. And crows recognize that hawks will prey on their eggs and chicks, so whole groups of them will harass the real predators until they leave. And you can see in videos why groups of crows are called murders, because they'll relentlessly pursue a hawk to get them to leave the area. And there's more good news for uh, those of you that live in town or don't have roosters around. That loud scolding noise that crows make uh, when they see something that they don't like can actually alert your hens to the fact that there's a predator around. So you'll hear a crow call like that, and your hens will actually scatter and hide just like they would have if you had a rooster. And roosters can actually learn to heed the warnings of crows from very far away. So even when a hawk is out of sight from your house, the crows might start calling and roosters can hear that and let the girls know that they need to go hide until the crowing stops and the coast is clear. Wish you could ask us your questions, share your can't evens, or tell your farm story out loud. You can do that by calling and leaving us a voicemail. Just call 401-426-3276, which is 401-426-FARM. If you've been putting off typing your farm story because you don't want to have to do that, now you can just call us and tell us about it. We love to play these voicemails on our mini-sodes, but obviously we'll still take your stories, questions, and can't-evens in written form as well. Bottom line is that we just want to hear from you. So make sure and give us a call at 401-426-FARM and leave us a voicemail. So now let's talk about befriending the crows if you've decided that you want to test that out as as predator production. Not going to lie, I really want to befriend the crows. Like something about that just sounds super fun. (laughs) I mean, especially if they end up bringing you gifts in exchange for whatever technique you're using to make friends with them. (laughs) Yeah. So today's article for Befriending the Crows is from worldbirds.org, and we'll link to that in the show notes so you can get directly to the article. Um, But we're going to cover most of what's in that article today. So one of the best ways to an animal's heart 
or to my heart or <laughs> to most of the people that I know's hearts is to feed them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it can become an ethical question when we're talking about wildlife on whether you're helping them when you feed them or not. But it's important to know that it doesn't make sense uh, to make that sweeping generalization with all species because there's definitely a difference in their behavior and intelligent and instincts and stuff. Um, so, you know, each each one faces unique challenges. So there's not necessarily like a right or wrong answer on that one on whether or not like it's dangerous to crows to feed them or you know you're mm -hmm. ruining their instincts or anything to feed them so it's important to to talk about that yeah and and it's important also to look up your local jurisdiction rules for this sort of thing because feeding crows might be illegal in your area um it really just depends Sometimes it's expressly forbidden to intentionally feed or leave food out for wild animals that could create a nuisance. So make sure you check your local ordinance before you decide if you want to try to make friends with crows or any other wildlife. I mean, who doesn't want to be Snow White at least a little bit for the, the animal <laughs> part? Will they come clean my house? <laughs> um, but once you're sure that you're not breaking any kind of laws... Um, there's a variety of things you can do. And over time, your offerings to the crows will build trust and could be the beginning of a crow-human friendship, <laughs> which just sounds so silly, but I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. So if you decide that you want to go this route and you know that it's legal to go this route, step one is to find out what they like and dislike. And you might be asking, what do crows like to eat? <laughs> <laughs> and this might require some trial and error on your part. Um, whatever you feed your crows, just make sure it's a healthy option. Because like us, crows like junk food. But also like us, there are like good things and bad things that we should and maybe shouldn't eat very much of. Um, they're very curious, so they can be surprisingly fickle and their behavior will indicate their preference to your offering of food. So I think you'll probably figure out really fast if what you're putting out for them will work or not. Yeah, I think so too. They're not quiet animals, so they'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and speaking of quiet, the second step is to create a quiet environment for them uh, because crows can be cautious and they might not come to you if your yard feels a little too chaotic or human filled for them. They might <laughs> be a little aloof. Yes. And when you're living on a farm, this might be a little challenging. But when I think about it, especially this time of year, we're not outside a lot. So really, it's probably pretty quiet out there. And they do tend to prefer more open spaces. So it's more suitable for crows if you have like areas free of debris or noisemakers like cars and vehicles and far enough away not to startle them. So maybe where you're laying your offerings out to them, <laughs> it, it, keep it maybe like in the back part of your property where it, there's just not as much activity. The third step is to offer them their favorite treats once you figure out what those are yes crows are very opportunistic omnivores 
um, say that 20 times really fast, opportunistic omnivores. Um, nope. crows, <laughs> crows will sample from a variety of food sources before settling on what one they like. As omnivores, they will eat almost anything, but again, you want to make sure you're putting out healthy options. And some of their favorite foods are small pellet dog or cat food, eggs, unsalted peanuts, other nuts, seeds, fruits and vegetables, and even chicken or other meats. But be careful because crows can be fussy, and once they are spoiled with one food, they will probably demand it regularly. So you might want to, like... Not put out the whole buffet at once. <laughs> <laughs> and don't make it like caviar or something expensive. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. The fourth thing that you're going to want to do is establish a feeding routine. Because one of the most important ways or aspects of getting a crow to trust you is to be reliable. No, no flaky human friends for them. <laughs> By establishing a feeding schedule, that means your behavior becomes predictable and the crows know what to expect from you. Establishing this rhythm helps the relationship get built and that trust starts having a little bit of a foundation. I mean, really, this is almost like, up until this point anyways, this is almost like how I make human friends. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Food inconsistency. I mean, what more could you want? Step five is where it gets a little weird and maybe a little different than a human friendship. So step five suggests adding a bird bath um, because all birds need water and crows are no different. So just make sure your yard is even more enticing by providing them a place to not only cool off, but bathe, get a drink and even wash food. And when you're choosing your bird bath, uh, consider crow's size when choosing Mm -hmm. um, because you'll probably need a little deeper basin and a sturdier ledge for them than you would for like your typical garden songbirds. So Mm -hmm. not just any old bird bath will do for them. And step number six is to be patient and test different foods if needed. So in your quest for a friendship with a crow, you'll need to pack your patience for this inquisitive creature. Crows are analytical by nature, and it may take some time for them to assess an approach. But once they feel comfortable, they'll come in and investigate almost any food you set out for them. And if you've left something out all day and they don't take any of it, it's likely that they just don't like that particular food. So you'll want to just try again with something different. Um, crows will eagerly come swoop down for (laughs) their favorite treats. So test out a few options, uh, you know, watch out your windows and see what like really makes them start to flock to your yard. (laughs) Yes. And the last step we're going to discuss today is step seven, and that is keep your distance. Again, crows are very smart, curious, and inquisitive, but they're still wild animals, and it's important to remember that when you're trying to befriend them, you need to give them their space because your goal is to admire these interesting birds from afar, and you're not, at least my intention wouldn't be to tame them or have them develop an unnatural dependence on you. 
Well, and that calls back to that first point of, you know, whether or not it was ethical to feed crows or wild animals. Like, you never want to do it with the intention of having them rely on you as Mm -hmm. their sole food source. Like, I'm sure the Fish and Wildlife Service, like, in all the states has something to say about that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, bottom line is you want to observe them from a healthy distance and keep your boundaries with them, not only to keep them safe, but to keep yourself safe as well. And you could perhaps uh, help cultivate a blossoming friendship with your new murder of crows. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so good. It's so funny. I'm glad we took the time to look into this because when I was getting advice from people, about how to deal with aerial predators. And somebody was like, make friends with the crows. I thought they were joking. Um, <laughs> and, I, and then somebody's like, no, like that's that's a thing. And I like Googled it and I'm like, holy shit, you can make friends with crows. Who knew? Uh, so now you guys all know. And you have the tools and the steps to be successful. So now this is something that I do want to try because that hawk was back today so we're recording this on a weekend he was back today he was standing in front of the chicken coop door like looking at it and he looked i i think we might have two hanging around because this one looked a little different he was very dark feathered and i was trying to get a picture of it so i could post it to the patreon but he flew away um but it was it was crazy because we were talking about how they're like they like to perch and he was just, like, standing on the ground, like, staring at the door, like, can they come out and play? It's like, no, they're absolutely <laughs> not coming out today now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, they're relentless. Yeah. They remember. They have good memories. Oh, yeah. So I need to make me some crow friends. Yeah. So join our Facebook group. If you're not in there already, there'll be a link to it in the show notes. Uh, Let us know if you're going to try to befriend some crows or maybe you already have befriended some crows. Um, And perhaps there is a different way to a crow's heart than food. We were very food focused this episode, but maybe you have some other tips to share. We'll totally uh, do some follow up if anybody has anything to add to this Um, or we can just chat about it in the group. So Mm -hmm. join us and make sure you hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. This helps more people like you find us. And go leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts if you haven't yet, because if we read your review on the show, uh, we read them during our regular episodes, then you'll be entered into a drawing to win an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop. And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram in your stories. And when you do that, tag at Drink and Farm. We're going to send you a promo code just for that episode that'll give you a percentage off in our shop. So make sure you take a look at the show notes. There will be links to the articles that we referenced in this dive bar and also links to our social media, our merch shop, and some other fun things. Yeah. So that's it, guys. Thanks for coming to the dive bar with us for the very first time. (laughs) It was super fun. We loved having uh, some company at it. Yeah. So until next time. Drink. Farm. And give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things.
Bev and I have already gotten our 2021 flocks ordered from My Pet Chicken. They've updated their inventory and you just have to go check it out. My Pet Chicken can truly be your one-stop shop for all of your poultry needs. Not only does My Pet Chicken sell day-old chicks, ducks, and goslings, but they sell many of the products you'll need to be a successful chicken tender. You'll want to get your order in as soon as possible to get the poultry you want when you want it. And while you're adding sweet little chicks to your cart, you can add in things like chicken saddles and diapers, cleaning products, chicken coops, first aid items, and so much more. So go to mypetchicken.com slash drink and farm to let them know we sent you. <laughs> 